everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of the Luna's Galaxy Podcast. My name is Emmy, but you can also call me Luna, and I'll be the host of this show. Luna's Galaxy Podcast goes live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other podcast services on Tuesday every two weeks. For this episode, we have three segments. We have gaming news, what I've been playing, and the questions segment. Before we get started, if you would like to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I would very much appreciate it, and I appreciate it so much that I will even read it on the show. So please do that if you listen (laughs) to the podcast every week. I really, really appreciate it. Um, You can also leave a five-star review on Spotify if you listen on Spotify. You know, if you're listening on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. I appreciate it. Um, It helps me out with the algorithm, so help. Um, Anyway, so also, so not this episode, but next episode will be releasing on March 15th. And I mean, if you keep up with the podcast, you probably know that anyway. It's every two weeks on Tuesday, whatever. Um, But this is going to be a special episode because this is actually going to be a part of KH20. So for those of you that might not know what KH20 is, it is going to be an online and there is also an in-person event that is taking place pretty much the entire month of March are the online events um, with the in-person event being, I think it's like the last weekend of March, if I'm correct. It is, it's at the end of March. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to be participating in KH20. You might, you might see me on some stuff, but the big thing that I'm doing is going to be an episode of the podcast that is going to be a lot about Kingdom Hearts. We will still be doing our regular news segment, but you know, the question segment and topic of the show is all going to be um, Kingdom Hearts related. So I'm very excited about that. I'm officially a part of um, KH20. Um, so if you would like to find out more about the KH20 events, either online or in person, if you're interested, um, you can follow KH20ith on Twitter, which is just KH20TH. <laughs> uh, you can follow them on Twitter or you can go to KHGuides.com slash KH20. Um, I'm really looking forward to see what to seeing what other content creators are doing for KH20. So yeah, I, I'm very excited and happy to announce that I'm going to be participating very exciting. It's, it's hard to believe that Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary is coming up, honestly. But it's, it's a good year. It's a good year, question mark? For Kingdom Hearts, anyway. Hopefully. Um. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about this episode. So let's get into the gaming news. So, the Nintendo 3DS and Wii U eShops are going to be closing in March of 2023. Um, obviously, this was kind of inevitable. I, it was last year, I think, where we found out about um, the PS3, PSP, and PS Vita stores. They were scheduled to close. Um, they've kind of been delayed. Um, I can't remember exactly how PlayStation dealt with it, because this was a while ago. But basically, because fans were like, hey... <laughs> Um, we still want to buy, like, PS3 games or PS Vita games. Um, they ended up just... I can't remember exactly what it was. But they were supposed to close, I think, this year. But then they were like, okay, we'll keep these stores open. Um, but I don't think they have credit card support anymore, which is, like, kind of expected. But you can still, um, get, like, PSN cards and buy games that way. And I think they did actually close the PSP shop. But um, the PS3, you can still buy digital PS3 and PS Vita games, if I am correct. I'm not sure if I'm correct. (laughs) But I do know that because of sort of the backlash that they got, that kind of, that just didn't happen. So this is one one of the first times we're going to be seeing a digital storefront and games close. Which, you know, gaming is still a very new technology, a very new industry. And so... You know, back when these stores were opening, um, you know, I don't really know if people were thinking about the fact that they would eventually close. And I think it's just a reminder that, like, these things are very limited and we have to be aware about, you know, preserving games. And not even just preserving games, but just, like, being able to play games that we want to play. So, yeah, it kind of sucks. It is a bit inevitable. But honestly, I thought this came a bit quick because... The Switch only came out in 2017, which was five years ago now, which might, might seem like a long time, but it's really not. And obviously the 3DS came out, um, I want to say it was around 2011, it was around, it was somewhere in the, you know, early 2010s. And so, you know, that was over 10 years ago now, but 
3DS games were coming out up until 2017, you know, before the Switch came out. And even when the Switch came out, I think, you know, you still had, like, Persona Q2, which I didn't play, but you still had, like, like a handful of games that were still coming out. And so, this does seem pretty quick to me, um, to be closing this store. Um, it's, you know, less time than we got with, like, the PS3, and even they're staying open now, so. Anyway, I feel like my thoughts are all jumbled and all over the place, so I apologize if this is, like, really hard to listen to right now. Um, I'm just trying to form my thoughts. But, like, it seems soon. Like, I didn't think we'd be seeing this so soon. Um, I'm not surprised about the Wii U eShop closing. <laughs> because a lot of those big games are on Switch. But the 3DS, to me, is the one that sticks out. And obviously the Wii U didn't sell that great either. But, you know, the 3DS, it just seems really quick to be happening. Because, like I said, games were coming out for that up till, you know, five, six years ago. That That's not a long time at least I don't think it is it just seems like it's happening very quickly and so as of May 23rd 2022 so two months three months two two-ish months <laughs> it will no longer be possible to use a credit card to add funds to an account in Nintendo eShop on Wii U or the Nintendo 3DS family of systems so if you're like me, this basically means that you have until May 23rd to buy any games that you want. And so, you know, currently I'm, I'm thinking of if I want to buy, like, an SD card for my 3DS so that I can buy some digital games. Or if I just want to maybe emulate stuff. I don't know. Um, so that's kind of where my mind's at right now. Because there are, like, a handful of 3DS games that I want to get to. Um, a lot of them are, like, Atlas. So, like, uh, Shimigami Tensei 4, I believe, and Soul Hackers, the first one. There's a few other ones I can't think of right now. But, like, there's a few games on the 3DS that, like, you basically can't get physical versions of anymore if you want to pay a reasonable price. So, you know, I I remember, like, I was just looking. I do this every now and then. I go on eBay and I look at, like, 3DS games, DS games, you know, just retro games. See if, you know, if I can get, like, a steal on anything. And, you know, I've I seen Soul Hackers and that's one game that I'm interested in. And to get a physical version of that, it's, like, $100. <laughs> It's like $100 Canadian, so, like, that's just, that's just not reasonable. Like, that's not doable for, I would say, the majority of people, especially for a game. You know, I could buy Soul Hackers and not know if I'm even going to like it, you know? So, there's that aspect of it. You know, I don't, if I found, here's the thing, if I, you know, if I went to a used game store, right, and I saw a DS copy of Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors with the original box art that I don't have or like a Japanese version of it or something I'd pay a hundred dollars for it just because I really like that game and I know that I do and like whatever but <laughs> if I went to a used game store and I saw a game for a hundred dollars that I've never played before I have no idea if I'm going to like it like I'm not going to pay a hundred dollars for it I'm going to pay 50 but even then like honestly that's kind of pushing it <laughs> for a game that you know I don't know if I'm going to like to be completely honest and so buying physical versions of these games is just no longer doable for the majority of games. Like, there are obviously always going to be some 3DS games, some DS games, some PS2 games, you know, all those sort of retro, not even retro, like, 3DS isn't even retro yet, but the game prices are still wild and, like, astronomical for physical copies, but, like, it's just not doable, so your only option is to get them through these digital storefronts and they're closing. <laughs> and you can only, you know, without... So, okay. Let me, let me move on a bit. So, as of August 29th, 2022, so, and, or like, end of the summer, it will no longer be possible to use a Nintendo eShop card to add funds to an account in Nintendo eShop on Wii U or the Nintendo 3DS family of systems. However, it will still be possible to redeem download codes until late 2023. So... <laughs> So, in between May 23rd to August 29th, you can add funds onto your Nintendo, you know, 3DS, Wii U using, like, the eShop stuff, um, but you can no longer use a credit card. And so, for me personally, I don't want to go through the hassle of getting, like, a Nintendo eShop card. <laughs> so, for me, I feel like I have until May 23rd to get whatever games that I want to get on this storefront. Um, but if you want to dabble in adding funds... For these systems, then, you know, you go for it. I can't even remember, um, 
like, I can't remember if they use the same stuff for, like, on Switch as they do the 3DS and the Wii U eShop. I feel like it's different, which makes it more complicated, um, but I'm not 100% sure on that. So, it's just this really weird thing. It, it just sucks. It just sucks. And, actually, I ended up buying a game on the 3DS, which I did not expect. Um, but when this news came out, I was like, yo, Google, are there any, like, 3DS visual novels that I haven't played yet? And one that came up was, I think it's called Chase Cold Case Investigations, I want to say. And I actually found out that this is, like, a spiritual successor to, like, Hotel Dusk and Last Window. Um, I don't think it's very good, but I bought it because it was, like... It was like $10, and I really like those games. <laughs> so even if it's not good, I still want to play it. But yeah, it just sucks. Because, you know, here's the thing. Here's the other thing about the 3DS specifically, is that when a lot of these storefronts are done, when they close, when, you know, there aren't physical copies of these games being made anymore, a lot of the time we'll still see... Um, remasters will still see ports on different consoles. So, you know, even, you know, think of, like, Zero Escape. You know, 999 was the DS game. It got ported to, like, everything, basically, with the Nonary Games um, thing. If you think of Kingdom Hearts, all the PS2 games, you can play them on PS4. You know, stuff like that. These games, a lot of games, get remastered and ported, but with the nature of the DS and the 3DS, it's a lot more difficult to do that because they are so different just structurally than pretty much any other platform um, with the dual screen and with the touch screen. And so this makes porting and remastering those games a lot more difficult. And obviously we do see it sometimes. So obviously 999 is an example of that. But, you know, if you look at that remaster, you also lose a lot of 999's core identity, in my opinion. Because um, the dual screens are very integral to that game and just the way that it is done and, you know, it's presented. Um, if you've played 999 on the DS, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, that playing on one screen, playing on a monitor just doesn't really get across in the same way. And, you know, so there are workarounds, but even, you know, when I was playing Hotel Dusk and obviously, like, you can make workarounds for this, but... One of the cool things about Hotel Dusk and the dual screens is that you have to hold the DS like a book. You don't you don't hold it like a regular, um, like if you were playing like I don't know Mario sixty four on your DS and you're just holding it the regular way. You have to like flip it um, for Hotel Dusk to play it a different way to get that different sort of angle of it. And there's a few things in Hotel Dusk that really rely on the DS specifically. So like you might have to like blow into the microphone to do something, or you might have to cl even close the DS for a minute to do something. And so it's little things like that. And, you know, obviously the big things like the dual screen and the touch screen that make these games harder to remaster and port to other consoles. And so I feel like that's the worst thing about this is a lot of these games are going to live on the DS and 3DS because it's almost like it's their only option. And if they do remaster or port is losing a bit of its core identity in some ways. And so I think that's the worst part about it. <laughs> Because, you know, playing games on the DS and 3DS, it just, it feels different and it's, it is gimmicky, but it's also really cool when you see what some games were able to do with that system. Um, and now we're just kind of losing them. <laughs> it's fine. I will say though, um, as of now, my plan is, um, not next episode because that's going to be about Kingdom Hearts, but the episode after maybe sometime soon. Um, if everything goes according to plan, it'll be the episode after the Kingdom Hearts one. Um, I'm going to be doing an episode of the podcast, kind of talking about, you know, my favorite 3DS, DS games, kind of reflecting on the system, asking you guys, what were your favorite games? You know, all that kind of stuff. So I am looking forward to that. So, you know, hopefully if, you know, you do want to pick up some 3DS games on the eShop before it closes, you'll get some suggestions. So that's, that's fingers crossed. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do at some point. Um, before it closes. But anyway, I feel like I've rambled on a lot and I don't know how much sense it all made. So just bear with me. I feel like I've already been going on for longer than I anticipated, like way too long. Anyway, um, so Nintendo also did this thing where you can see your most played 3DS and Wii U games, kind of like, you know, how they do like that Switch like year in review thing, only though it's like for the entirety of, you know, your 3DS and 
we, I think, I don't remember where the cutoff was, but um, there was a cutoff somewhere. And I didn't have a Wii U, but my most played 3DS games were Animal Crossing New Leaf, Tamodachi Life, and Fire Emblem Awakening. <laughs> Man, we need Tamodachi Life. If we could get any of those games on Switch, it would be Tamodachi Life, because I need that. Like, that game is so much fun. Um, if, you know, that's one that I would really highly recommend. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on with the news, because I feel like I spent way too long on that. Um, Majora's Mask is now on the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack, if you want to play that. Um, I haven't, but cool. Um, also, Final Fantasy XIV developers announced no NFT support, so that's refreshing. <laughs> so, as I'm sure some of you know, the Uncharted movie came out. Oh, God. It was... When did I go to see it? <laughs> I went to see it last week, so it's been out for about two weeks now. <laughs> at least at the time I'm recording this, it's been out about two weeks, I think. I don't know. Wait. Yes. Okay, we're gonna say two weeks. It's been out about two weeks now. And so, uh, Benji Sales on Twitter. I um, highly recommend following them if you aren't already. They post a lot of, like, interesting, you know, sales stuff, as is implied in the name. Um, so they have here, um, number one domestic and majorly overperforms with 44 million three-day and 51 million four-day weekend. Global total is already at over $100 million. So yeah, the Uncharted movie actually overperformed what they were anticipating, so that's really cool. And uh, this is from another source, but um, Sony Pictures Motion Picture Group CEO Tom Rothman declared Uncharted as a new hit movie franchise, so we're getting more of them. <laughs> we are going to be getting more Uncharted movies, and um, I, I'll i save this a bit for later, my thoughts on the Uncharted movie, but, you know, generally, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was fun. It wasn't terrible. You know, it wasn't, like, extravagant. It wasn't um, mind-blowing by any means, but, like, it was a fun, you know, I went to the movies, I enjoyed myself, it was a good time. So, yeah, like, if you haven't seen it already and you're an Uncharted fan or it just seems interesting to you, like, I would recommend checking it out. It's fun. So, yeah, fun time. <laughs> also, so Soul Hackers 2 was announced. Um, and this is weird. It's not on Switch, which seems weird to me because the first Soul Hackers, like I said earlier, was on the 3DS and it wasn't literally anywhere else. So it's like, oh, the second game is on every other console, even Xbox, but not Switch. I don't know. It seems a bit weird. <laughs> um, I guess it might have had something to do with, like, the Switch's just technical capabilities. I don't know. But I thought that was weird. And this is coming out August 26, 2022. And one thing that, like, I think this is unrelated to the first Soul Hackers game. I'm not entirely sure. But from what I've heard of people that know a bit about the first game, it seems to be unrelated. So I'm really hoping to play this game because it's an Atlas game and it has an adult cast as a female protagonist. And I, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I think it is coming out the same day, like day and date um, in Japan and North America and Europe and all, and all that. Um, so, you know, there's not like a six month or even longer wait for an English translation. So, that's really cool. So, I really like Atlas games. I really love the Persona series, but, like, I really wish they would just do an adult cast sometimes, because then you could avoid a lot of, you know, the controversy of, like, oh, Joker can date teachers and, like, adult women. And then some people are like, oh, well, it's role-playing. And then it's like, well, yeah, but, like, you can, like, I'm playing as myself, and I'm an adult man that wants to just romance Kawakami. And, like, that's fine. But, you know, there's some weird implications in there. Um, or, you know, even the fact that they sexualize a lot of their female characters, like, that's weird when they're teenagers. Like, it's, it's weird regardless, but when they're teenagers, it's, like, a lot weird. Um, and so the fact that this has an adult cast is, like, extremely refreshing, and it makes me a bit hopeful. Also, female protagonist is super cool. You love to see it. I really... <laughs> like, will it happen for a Persona game? I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever see an adult cast or female protagonist for a Persona game, but for Soul Hackers 2, like, that is honestly a selling point for me. Because I really like Atlas games, but I have a lot of problems with them. And I feel like this is possibly going to help. <laughs> but anyway. So, next up, 
Um, Chocobo, there's going to be a light version of Chocobo GP that will launch on March 10th, which I think is, um, the release date of, like, the full version of Chocobo GP. I could be wrong about that. But it says will also launch on March 10th, so I think that implies that it comes at the same day. Anyway, so there's going to be a light version of it, and, um, what they have here in this tweet that they announced for it was a luxury demo that allows you to play a good chunk, <laughs> those are their exact words, a good chunk of Chocobo GP for free, as well as online and or local multiplayer. If you like what you play, all of your progress carries over to the full game. And that's really cool. Um, I think this is a really good model for this type of game, because unless you are, you know, Mario Kart 8, or even, I think, Crash a Team Racing Nitro Fueled, that's also, because there's a lot of nostalgia tied into both of those series. Um, I think when you're a racing game trying to compete in that market, you want to have a free-to-play option. At least that's my opinion. Especially... You know, because I don't know how well this is going to do, Chocobo GP. Like, I'm pro I'm going to buy the full version, not going to lie. Because <laughs> um, I, I like racing games and I like Final Fantasy. Um, but for, like, a general market, I don't know how well this is going to sell. I don't know if it's going to be a success. So I think having a free-to-play option is ideal. And I think, you know, it could end up selling a lot more copies. And, you know, as someone that, you know, wants to play Chocobo GP and, you know, wants to play it on stream and, like, with my community and stuff, I think this is awesome because I don't have to ask people to, you know, drop $60 or however much money that this is going, the full game is going to cost. I don't have to ask people to um, spend their money to get Chocobo GP. They can just download a free version of it and they can still play online with me. <laughs> so that's what made me really excited about this because I want to play it with people, but I was worried that no one would like play it. <laughs> But the fact that there's a light version gives me hope. So, like, I'm very much looking forward to this game, to be honest, because I put a lot of time into Crash Team Racing Nitro Field, and that came out. And I feel like it could be a similar case here. I don't know if the gameplay is going to hold up, but um, I am... I'm, I'm excited for it. I think, you know, I think this is the year of racing games. Because you have Mario Kart 8 DLC, you have Chocobo GP, and then this is, like, in the next story, but, like, it's fine. Um, and then Team Sonic Racing is going to be a PlayStation Plus game this this month. So um, that's also, that's exciting to me. I don't know if it is for anyone else, but like, I'm excited. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> so Nier Automata is officially getting an anime. I don't know if anyone saw this coming. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. So at first I was like, oh, this is cool. And like, that's still kind of my opinion. It's like, oh, this is cool. More people will get to, you know, enjoy Nier Automata. And, you know, it'll probably be fun for fans. But that was my initial reaction. Then I saw a tweet. And I, I don't remember who tweeted it. But um, it was basically saying, like, the thing with the Nier Automata anime is that the reasons that I liked Nier Automata was because of the things that it did that only a video game could do. And then I was like, oh, shit, you're 100% right. <laughs> because when I first played Nier Automata, I don't know if it was 2017 or 2018, but... I think my favorite thing about that game was that it was one of the first games that made me kind of be like, this game can only exist as a video game um, because of just the things that does. So um, right away, I think of like the credits of Nier Automata and how, you know, if you know, you know, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but also, you know, there's just stuff throughout the game gameplay wise where the gameplay integrates with story and like the presentation of it all and like there's just a lot in that game where I remember playing it and thinking it's been a while since I played Nier Automata so I don't remember it that well but I remember really thinking like this is like this is how you do storytelling in video games in a way that it cannot be done in other forms of media so, like books tv movie this is what makes games unique, and it really kind of opened my eyes to that idea and got me thinking about, you know, other video games in that way, you know, trying to see, like, you know, what is really different about, you know, watching some cutscenes versus playing a game and just the way that Nier Automata integrates everything. I thought it was spectacular when I played it. Um, and so, you know, getting an anime, I don't know how they're going to deal with certain things. I don't know if it's going to have the same sort of impact because you're not doing certain things yourself and it'll obviously have to be presented in a bit of a different way you know I'm excited for near fans y'all are probably gonna enjoy it regardless <laughs> um 
but it's just I think it's interesting and honestly maybe even a bit weird that it's happening now I don't know like it's been five years anyway but yeah um I don't think there's been much more information about this anime out yet but it's happening it's happening um Elden Ring came out <laughs> and most reviews are like 9 out of 10 10 out of 10s which is not a surprise <laughs> Um, and it, it kind of sucks for me because, like, when you see a game that has these, like, really good reviews, obviously you're like, damn, you guys check this out. But as someone that has never played a FromSoft game and, like, I just don't think, I don't know if that gameplay is for me and I don't want to spend a lot of money to find out. It just kind of sucks because I think that, you know, this is obviously a lot of people love it. I think, you know, maybe I could enjoy it, but... I don't want to punish myself for, like, I don't want to play a punishing game. I don't want to play a game that is going to make me hate myself <laughs> and that is going to be, like, ultra challenging and, you know, all these things that, you know, these Souls-like games have a reputation for being like and, yeah, like, I want to play it. I might pick it up, you know, in a few years when I can get it on sale for, like, $20. <laughs> But, yeah, that's just kind of my thoughts on it. But, you know, for y'all that are enjoying Elden Ring, I, I hope you are. I hope you're having a fun time. So, like I mentioned before, um, PlayStation Plus games for March are Team Sonic Racing. And then you also have Ark Survival Evolved, Ghost Runner, and Ghost of Tsushima Legend Legends. So, Ghost of Tsushima Legends is, like, only the DLC. I'm pretty sure it doesn't include, um, like, the base Ghost of Tsushima game. At least I think. I'm not 100% sure on that, but, like, I, I think that that's the case. Um, so, yeah, if you haven't played any of those games and they sound interesting, go for it. I'm going to be playing Team Sonic Racing. Um, Steam Deck is out now, and there were some articles coming out about how it's very good with emulation, so that's really cool. And, like, I really want a Steam Deck, but they're, they're pretty expensive. <laughs> and I still have to get a PS5, so, you know, I don't know if I'll ever end up getting a Steam Deck. Just, you know because money reasons like I could afford it but like is it worth it I don't know um but it's really good with emulation apparently so that's really cool um I think the sort of picture of the article that I saw someone was playing like Persona 3 on it so yeah Steam Deck I think is going to be really cool for like hardcore gamers or even people that have like a really big Steam library <laughs> um but you know maybe they're only PC gamers they want a handheld option um I think you know, I don't think it's going to compete with Switch. I think it is very much, like, a more hardcore thing. But I think it's cool. And I want one. But, yeah. <laughs> so, um, as of recording this, okay, there has still been no Persona 25th anniversary announcement this month. Other than Persona 5 Royal and Persona 5 Strikers soundtracks being on music streaming services. Um... But there was supposed to be an announcement in February. I'm recording this on February 26th. Um, it still hasn't happened yet. Unless it, it was just <laughs> the soundtracks, which, God, I really hope it's not that. Um, so hopefully by the time this episode is out and you're listening to it, you you know what the announcement is. You know, maybe we got, we got Persona 4 on Switch. That's definitely not going to be it. But yeah, nothing has happened yet. Anyway... <laughs> Let's talk about what I've been playing. So, I'm still playing Last Window. Um, I think I just finished... Or no, I just started Chapter 8, I believe. Um, the characters are growing on me, but, like, there's still no Louie, you know? Like, none of the characters yet have reached that level that, like, Louie or Rosa or Dunning were on. Like, they're all still very interesting and unique and they feel real. But I just don't like them as much. <laughs> For the most part, I do like Sydney. I think Sydney is cool. Um, he's a cool dude. Um, I feel like Betty could grow on me. Same with Tony. But, uh, and even Dylan. Like, Dylan kind of reminds me of Martin Summer in a Hotel Dusk. Um, because, like, they feel so real that it kind of irritates me. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There's just something about them where I'm like, oh, I would not trust you. <laughs> Anyway, it just feels too real sometimes. <laughs> like the like just the looks that Dylan will get will give Kyle. I'm like, this is really sus. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> I'll let y'all know more about how I feel about Last Window when I finish it. 
Uh, I'm still playing Pokemon Legends Ar 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 Arceus? 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 No idea how to say it. Not a clue. I thought it was Arceus. And then I heard people saying Arceus. Before that, I heard people saying Arceus. So I have no fucking clue how to say Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, but I'm enjoying it still. <laughs> I don't I'll, I'll let y'all know more about that when I finish it too. But it's that's just my chill game for now. Um, I rewatched Uncharted 2 and 3. Uh, like I said last time, I replayed the first game. I just rewatched um, 2 and 3 um, to prepare for the Uncharted movie. I don't have much to say about them. I will save that for a future episode where I'll be talking all about the Uncharted series. Um, look forward to that. Um, but I started playing Uncharted 4. And so, like, I started Uncharted 4, I think it was in 2019, and then I just fell off it for whatever reason. I was really enjoying it, but, like, I just fell off it. And so I, I started again from the beginning because I was only on, I only got to chapter nine my first time uh, going through, but I couldn't remember much. So I was like, I'm just going to fucking restart it. And so I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> like it is probably my favorite Uncharted game so far. So I did get to, I think I started chapter 16 last night. So I'm probably going to finish it, you know, next time I play it or like before the next episode. And I really like it. I got to a point uh, last night where there was a big thing that happened that I was not expecting. So that was cool. <laughs> I, I won't spoil it. But if you know, you probably know unless there's like something bigger that happens later on that I don't know about yet. But I think that kind of solidified it as probably my favorite Uncharted game for now. Um, like I said, still haven't played Lost Legacy. Um, but I, I'm really enjoying this. I think that, you know, the PS3 Uncharted games are fun. But I think the most noticeable changes in Uncharted 4 so far, like, gameplay-wise, or, like, because story is whatever, but, like, gameplay-wise is I really like the addition of, like, the rope thing, like, you know, swinging and shit. I feel like Tarzan, that's fun. Um, they also, a bit later in the game, they have this, like, pick, I think it's called, that you can have so climbing and stuff. Um, there's also, I feel like, less shooting in the game. Um... They want you to rely more on stealth. I don't usually end up doing that. But, like, the option is there more so than it was in, like, the PS3 games. And so, like, gameplay-wise, I feel like Uncharted 4 is, like, easily the best that I've played so far. And story-wise, also probably the best. But, like, there's not... Chloe isn't there. <laughs> so, mm, that, that docks it a bit of points. So, I feel like when I play Lost Legacy, that'll probably end up being my favorite. <laughs> because I really like Chloe. But anyway, we will talk more about that in the future, uh, because I actually have some episodes planned out in the future now. So there's the 3DS episode, and then there's also going to be an episode all about Uncharted, so look forward to that. Speaking of Uncharted, like I said, I saw the movie, and I won't go into spoilers or anything, because it is still, like, pretty new, and I will go into spoilers when I do the future episode about Uncharted. Um, as a series. <laughs> but um, just some of my general thoughts, I really enjoyed it. I think, you know, there's a lot of, and you know, if you saw the trailers for it, you'll know this, but there's a lot of callbacks to the Uncharted games. Like one of the things they were showing off in a lot of like, like the promotional stuff, and it's like right at the beginning of the movie, is um, kind of like that part in Uncharted 3 where uh, Nathan is going from like the car, the cargo is like hanging out of the airplane. He's like jumping from cargo to cargo. Um, there's like that moment, there is a moment that is very similar to the beginning of Uncharted 4 where they're at like this auction, um, they have to cut the power, it's this whole thing. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of like throwbacks to the Uncharted games and there's also some Easter eggs in there, um, for people that have, um, played the game, played through the series. Um, one that we knew was going to be in there was Nolan North's cameo. I won't spoil what it is, but I <laughs> I went to see the movie with my mom, and, like, when it happened, I was like, Mom, I was like, Mom, that's his voice actor in the video game. <laughs> um, so it is, like, an unnoticeable thing. It's not like he's just some random person in the background that has, like, a one line. He has... Anyway. <laughs> it was cool. I liked it. Um, but there's also, like, some other smaller stuff um, maybe I'll talk about in the spoiler cast, but Yeah. Um, I, I liked it. It's not perfect. Like I said, it's nothing great. Like, it, it's fun. It's a fun, good action movie. Action comedy movie. I did, like, I liked the casting 
but I don't, like, <sighs> I feel like they could have wrote Sully better. Um, they do change some things from, like, the Uncharted canon, so obviously this is a prequel to the games, but going into it, I was under the impression that it was a bit more canon than it actually is. So, you know, once you start watching the movie, you're like, oh, this happened, this happens in a game and not at this time frame. And anyway, so there's stuff like that where it is like very, it's weird because there are some things that are very much pulled from the game. <laughs> and there's other things where um, they just change things. Anyway, it was... It was good, though. I like it for what it is, and, like, when they eventually come out with you know, a second Uncharted movie, I'm gonna go see it, and I'm probably going to enjoy it. Um, like, it's very, it's just, it, and, like, one thing I will praise it on is that it felt very Uncharted, just, like, the way the story was told. It's, it's very Uncharted. I don't, I don't even know what that means, but if you've played Uncharted, you probably know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, Yeah. I don't know if I have anything else. The characters could have been better. Like, the actors. I liked Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. You know, taking in the account that he is, like, a younger Nathan Drake. I think it works. Yeah, I just... Chloe... I Like, y'all know I love Chloe. But in the movie, she she's just kind of... Like, she could have been better. <laughs> like, I think it was a thing with her actress. But anyway, like, no hate to her. But... Mm, We'll talk about this more in depth in the future. Because <laughs> I feel like it's hard to talk about things without going to spoilers. But, um, yeah. Yeah. It was a good movie. I, I recommend checking it if you haven't already. But yeah, that's what I've been playing and also what I've been watching, apparently. Um, <laughs> so, for this episode's question, I asked y'all, what video game would you want to see adapted to be a movie and or TV show? Would you make it follow the exact events of the game, an original story, or something in between? Which is kind of what Uncharted was. So, Thronier said Disco Elysium. Give it an original story, though. Maybe something before the actual game. You'll understand what I mean if you played it. And Control is a good one, too, though. So, I haven't played Disco Elysium, but if y'all are listening and y'all y'all know <laughs> why a prequel would be good, you know, but I don't. Um, Sucrose said Horizon Zero Dawn slash Forbidden West probably follow the exact timeline. I think both would make great movies. Still to play those games. <laughs> oh boy. And then Cordy Kazam said Kid Icarus. The art style is already there with wonderful cutscenes. Some animated shorts made outside of the game are already in existence as part of the marketing plan. Um, tons of characters that could shine in their own episodes. A story that already exists if they want to follow it. But I'd prefer it just be its own thing. Maybe a sequel, Slice of Life. I don't know. I just love those characters so much. Also, give me an overly high-budget TV show adaptation of Xenoblade Chronicles. I haven't played um, Kid Icarus, but, like, I like, like, Slice of Life? That sounds cool. I don't know. Usually when we talk about video game adaptations, we're like, ah, fighting. But, like, Slice of Life? That sounds cute. <laughs> and then Tolly Zoo says, I've enjoyed side stories the most when changing the entertainment format. If it can work parallel slash adjacent to an established IP, it tends to be better than rehashing, retreading, adapting, or serializing. For example, the first Resident Evil movie is believable as a side story, but every movie since does not work in the proper main video game timeline, making them feel more like fan fiction than anything else. Uh, the Alicia Vikander, I don't know how to say her name, I'm so sorry, uh, Tomb Raider movie looked to be an adaptation of the rebooted franchise, so I passed on spending more money to see a movie when I can just replay the game I own. With those things in mind, I'd want a movie that can have some shared mythology with a video game, but doesn't have strict guidelines. Fatal Frame could be good if they get some... Oh god, I don't know how to say this. A tour? To really lean into the film aspect of the franchise in a fun, meta way. But we'll run the risk of coming close to the ring. Um, despite how lackluster they perform in theaters, Final Fantasy does lend itself well to giving the freedom to make a movie. Square Enix just needs to license it instead of trying to do their own script. Then again, there are older properties that could be updated with little issue since there is no thriving fan base to offend. Dino Crisis, Dino Crisis might be something to explore as a true horror rendition of Jurassic Park, if that's something a studio wants to make to capitalize on the Pratt movie. <laughs> 
Yeah, interesting. So, like, I like Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. I think that's fun. I didn't watch Spirits Within. I remember Kingsglaive as well. So, like, I feel like Final Fantasy movies, when Square Enix does them, are, like, fine for the most part. Out of the ones that I've seen, they're definitely not, like, blockbusters by any means. But, like, I enjoy the Final Fantasy movies. If they were to do, like, a direct adaptation of Final Fantasy VII, I don't know how well it would work. But, you know, I think having it be its own thing is cool. Um, I haven't watched the Tomb Raider movie, but I did play, um, you know, the reboot of the series. And, like, I kind of agree with you. Like, you know, just talking about the Uncharted movie, which is, like, very, very similar to Tomb Raider and Uncharted. You know, I think if they did the Uncharted movie and it was just, you know, retelling of the first game, I think it would have been so boring. <laughs> I think it, like, I don't think it would have been nearly as enjoyable as it was. See, like, an original story. Um, and kind of like you said here, um, if it can work parallel adjacent to an established IP, it tends to be better than rehashing, retreading, adapting, or serializing. I, like, I, I think I agree with you on that. I do think that having fan fiction-like movies can be kind of fun. <laughs> like, I feel like that could work uh, to an extent. <laughs> There's something else I feel like I wanted to touch on that you said here. I'm just looking. Um... Yeah, so I'd want a movie that can have some shared mythology with a video game but doesn't have strict guidelines. I think that's the key to it. Because, like I said, with the Uncharted movie, there was a lot of lore in there that was different from the game. But there was also some that was, like, it was very similar. It wasn't, it didn't feel like it was completely out of left field changing everything. This is a completely different property now. It was like, this is still Uncharted. It's just, like, a different take on it. It's it's just a different take that is, you know, used to suit, to better suit a different medium. Is kind of what it feels like. And I think that you're right. You're right, Tully Zoo. <laughs> Um, Tyler says, after heavy consideration, I'd like more animation from the Final Fantasy 15, for Final Fantasy 15 in the same vein as Brotherhood and Arden Prologue. There's a 10 year gap that where Gladio's, Gladio's younger sister, because, I'm struggling to read this, I'm so sorry. <laughs> younger system became a badass demon slayer. And I'd like to know about what happened in that time frame. On that note, uh, Zanky Zero would probably also work better as an anime. So yeah, like, Y'all know I'm probably not the biggest fan of Final, of Final Fantasy 15, but I did really like the Brotherhood anime, because um, that one came out before the game even came out, and that was kind of how I got obsessed with Pronto. Prompto. Um, why can't I speak today? I really, like, I probably rewatched that episode many times. Like, I, I think I still have a lot of screenshots of it on my phone, <laughs> of, you know, Prompto's sort of origin story. That's the only one I remember, but they had them for, like, Ignis and Gladio. And I did. I really liked the Brotherhood anime. Um, I don't think I know much about the art and prologue, though. Um, but I do... I like your idea, though. Because, um... Iris? No, they call it... They call her Iris, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, they pronounce it as Iris in Final Fantasy XV. Um, she was one of my favorite characters in that game, and I'd love to see more of her, because I think Final Fantasy XV's biggest issue... Like, it has a lot of lovable characters, but there are some that don't get enough time to shine, and, like, Iris is one of them. And so, like, I'd love to see more of her. I love Iris. <laughs> she was so cute. Um, ah, that would be so cool. Honestly, like, if... Why wasn't that a DLC? Like, now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> that would be fun to play. Anyway. <laughs> but I like your idea, Tyler. I really... I'd be down for an Iris anime. Like, I might watch that. Um, also, uh, Zanky Zero. I hope I'm saying that right. That is a game that I've wanted to play for a while because, like, I see it on sale on PSN every now and then, but I just never get to it because I'm like, I feel like it's probably not that great. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it just looks like one of those games where it's like, I might like this, but I feel like the gameplay is going to be kind of fucked. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Adam said World End Club would be 500 times better as an anime than a game. It's a shit platformer, but a cute story. 100% agree. And I think I might talk about this on the podcast. I don't remember. But World End Club, I love the characters in that game. They were great. And, like, the story is also, like, it's fun. But the actual, like, platforming gameplay is horrendous. I mean, it, it ranges. It ranges from mediocre to terrible. And, like, I... <laughs> it didn't need to be a video game. Like, it really didn't. There are some things about it that are cute or, you know... You're at the campfire and you're just, like, talking to everyone. But, like, that can easily be done in anime. The actual gameplay aspect of World End Club, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. World End Club should have been an anime. <laughs> I don't know why it was a game. Anyway. Um, Mila said Xenoblade anime. 
Mo said, okay, so 999 would definitely work as an anime. Hear me out because I thought about it. I watched Higurashi, which was also a visual novel that got adapted and had multiple endings, which they did in roughly four episode arcs. I say you do a 12 to 15 episode anime and adapt all the endings that way. In Higurashi, they sort of restart events, but try not to retread stuff you have heard before. I'd say do something similar or just cut out repeated bits. Um, another good one would be Crash or Spyro as a cartoon like Cuphead. I love your ideas. I really love your ideas here, Mo. <laughs> um, I would love, 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 love <laughs> to see a 999 anime or anything Zero Escape. Um, but obviously you'd probably have to start at 999. Um, and I think you would only really need to do a, like safe and true ending. I don't think you'd have to go through all the bad endings. Maybe that could be like an OVA episode. <laughs> Or it's just bad ending after bad ending after bad ending. I think that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> like, here are the other timelines. Um, but yeah, I definitely, like, I think it could work. Also, um, Higurashi. I have, I didn't know that had an anime. I know it's a game. I know it's a visual novel. I've been wanting to play it for a while. But I didn't know that was an anime, too. Interesting. And, like, also, um, Punchline. I don't know if anyone here watched Punchline. I didn't finish Punchline. But that was the Kotaro Uchikoshi anime. Which I think it also had uh, like branching timelines, so like it is possible to do that in anime format, you know. Especially if they only did like safe and true ending, where you know there's only two branching timelines that pretty much covers the entire game, um, minus like two doors, I think. So it's fine. Also, Crash and Spyro cartoon would have been cool. Um, actually, there was a Skylanders. <laughs> I think it was like a TV show or some shit. And I remember they had one episode where Crash Bandicoot was in it, and it was, like, terrifying. Because I think they gave him, like, an Australian accent, but, like, he talked. Which was, that was the weirdest part, which is Crash talking in general. But, like, he had an Australian accent, and it was, it was really fucking weird. Um, so there was that. That happened. I don't want anything like that. But, you know, I think Crash should stay silent. <laughs> but I do, I, I like the idea of, like, a Crash or Spyro, like, cartoon. I mean, that'd be so cute. Kokiri said, definitely Kingdom Hearts. We require a TV show or movie all about Kingdom Hearts. It would be the perfect opportunity for new and old fans to come celebrate Kingdom Hearts in the making for 20 years. I 100% agree, Kokiri. <laughs> um, Elbow Juice said, imagine every everything that makes the Fast and Furious movies so great mixed with the star-studded cast and settings of Mario Kart. Traveling the world, racing anyone who challenges for the most important thing, family. <laughs> I love this idea. I would, I would love that. I would go see that in theaters. I would be so excited. Um, <laughs> yeah, after the Mario movie, we should get a Mario Kart movie and it should be exactly what you said. And they should have Coconut Mall. Anyway, <laughs> I actually love that idea. Um, Mokimon said Fire Emblem, either seven and six or nine and 10. As long as the main story is intact, they can do whatever they want. And then Landy Lodge said Kingdom Hearts Union x tv show make it as beat for beat as you can it would further flesh out one of the best stories the series has to offer while also making it more digestible for the casual fan i would love that <laughs> i would love that because who union cross is not anyway um <laughs> Fulzy says i think final fantasy 6 would, would make honestly a terrific cinematic i haven't played ff6 but i trust you on that one Fulzy. Um, Jay says, I honestly feel like 999 would make for an amazing TV show. The genre would be one of the easier ones to adapt as well. Agreed. I'm glad we're on the same page about a 999, um, TV show. I think it'd be great. Oh my god, imagine if it, like, blew up like Squid Game. I'd cry. I'd, I'd have to gatekeep. <laughs> I, I'd have to gatekeep Zero Escape if that <laughs> I'm joking. It's fine. But, like, I would love, I would love anything Zero Escape. Um, Xenogears would also be pretty neat as TV series. I think tons of story to tell there. Cool. Um, and then Cisco says, it's kind of cheating since it was a book first, but I'd love to see a Shadow of the Empire movie or TV show, preferably a miniseries. I love that game. And so for my answer, I'm, I'm going to say Kingdom Hearts Disney Plus series. I agree with Landy Lodge. I would want a Union Cross TV show. I think that is like the ideal thing. Um, because Union Cross as a game is just, it's bad, but there's a lot of lore in there. There's a lot of story in there that's, like, kind of important. Um, 
so I, I think that's the best way to go about it. And, like, we did have back cover, but that doesn't even cover a lot of stuff that happens in Union Cross. It's almost like its own thing. Um, so, yeah, I think we need a Union Cross TV show. Um, but also, I think a 358 over two days <laughs> TV show would be cute. And y'all, y'all gotta hear me out, okay? I'm thinking, like, Organization 13 Slice of Life. <laughs> like, I think... That would be my favorite TV show ever, I think. Um, you know, you, you follow... It could have 358 episodes or whatever. How many fucking days there are in um, days? I don't... They just have one episode for every day, right? And so, obviously, you have a bit of filler arc in there. But, like... <laughs> you could just... You could just be vibing with the organization. Like, Slice of Life, Organization 13 anime. And, like, you have some main plot stuff. Then maybe there's, like, one episode where... Like, I don't know, it's it's just, like, Zigbar and Zemnis and Syax deciding that they want to, like, put on, like, a feast at the world that never was. <laughs> and they have, like, a meeting. And they're like, we cooked turkey for everyone. And then, like, Axel starts a food fight or something. I'm, I'm pulling this out of my ass right now. It sounds terrible. But, like... Fan, like, you know how, uh, uh, Tolly Zoo said something earlier about fan fiction? That's what I would want. I would want a 358 over two days anime adaptation with slice of life fan fiction shit in it, okay? Yeah. Those are my Kingdom Hearts ideas. Um, also anything Zero Escape. Um, obviously 999 is the ideal candidate. Um, Virtue's Last Reward. They did an anime, like, OVA for it. And it literally doesn't work. And I'm not going to explain why it doesn't work. Because it's, like, spoilery as hell. But they'd have to do that a certain way. <laughs> where I'm not sure how you would do it. If you know, you know. But it would be weird as fuck. <laughs> to try and make that make sense. Um, Zero Time Dilemma could have an anime, though. That'd be funny as fuck. <laughs> Probably look better. Um, and also World End Club, of course. But yeah, that is, that's it from me. Um, I feel like this has been a very messy episode. <laughs> but, um, yeah, next episode is going to be all about Kingdom Hearts. So look forward to that. And then we also have an episode all about the 3DS and the DS coming up. And an Uncharted series review. And hopefully by that point I will have played and finished not just Uncharted 4. But also Uncharted Lost Legacy. Because we want to make it a full series review. But that's it for me. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to the Luna's Galaxy podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And I'll be back on Tuesday, March 15th for KH20 special episode um, for the next episode where we'll be discussing who knows what only though we do know what we'll be discussing it, it will in fact be kingdom hearts although we don't know what the news will be so you know there's some there's some fun stuff in there um if you want to be a part of the luna's galaxy community you can join our discord server with the link in the description uh, you can also keep up with me on twitter instagram or twitch where i'm at emmy luna games and i hope you all have a wonderful day and i will see you next time bye bye